What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back to Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau, the podcast where I, Cherie Laveau, dive deeper into reality television that most people watching feel is necessary and ask all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, I'm diving into the real reality of Boomer Banks. I'm so excited to converse with Boomer Banks today and discuss his history with porn and reality TV, both before and after experiencing the industries designing genderless clothing void of sexuality, the complexities of being a person of color in pornography, the duality of liking porn outside of your sexual interest, X-rated NYC, the cast dynamics, Flesh Jack, and a whole lot more. Make sure you guys catch X-rated NYC on Out TV right now. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Hello. Oh wait, it's not connected to my. Uh, hold on one second. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah. I don't know why it's not connecting to my um AirPods. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Are you hearing a, 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 a... I have you on... But I don't understand why it's not connecting to my AirPods. Well, I'm not hearing an echo right now. So we can kind of keep going until you can get it figured out. And then you can just connect them as we go along. So you're saying if I go off this actual site, it's going to interrupt the recording? Um, No. Okay, so let me see what happens when I do that so I can figure out why am I... Can you hear me still? Yeah, I can hear you. You're good. Okay, so let me um figure out real quick and go to air. I mean, it shows connected to my phone. That's so weird. Oh, wow. Maybe it's something with... So stop recording. Huh. 
Do you think maybe I should just download the app? Um, I don't know. I don't know why it's not. Yeah, that's so weird. But you're not hearing a, a feedback, right? No, um, it's mostly just when I talk loud, so I'll just pull back a little bit and like try not to project as much. <laughs> okay. But but when we're just talking right now, I don't hear anything, so we're pretty good. Okay. Sweet. All right, perfect. Alrighty. Hi, Boomer. Uh, how are you? <laughs> I am good. How are you, my love? Um, good. Just a good morning. <laughs> <laughs> good. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for getting up this morning to have this conversation with me. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for taking my call. Where are you located, actually? I, I'm in Alabama. Oh, wow. Yeah, the one place that everybody always references when they want to name some place that's really country they always say Alabama, and I actually live here. So I'm always like, they're not wrong. Or Mississippi. Yeah, and they're right next door. So. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> what, was your, what was your previous relationship with reality TV prior to being cast on a reality television show? Um, Sitting on my ass in my apartment watching the Kardashians. Love that. <laughs> I tell people I um I've been sober eighteen years, over eighteen years now, and I I jokingly say that I uh uh put down crystal meth and picked up Kardashians. I love that. <laughs> Congratulations. The the lesser of two evils. <laughs> the lesser of two evils. Chris Jenner truly is the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Not by much, but the lesser of two evils. Yeah. <laughs> She's the lesser Chris, if you will. Yes. Very um, So, was, do you watch <laughs> reality TV outside of the, the Kardashians? Or were they uh, just I like watch... the one that kept you and sucked you in? No, I mean, I, I, I watch um, uh, Atlanta and um, Potomac. I watch Potomac now because I... Uh, I became close with um, uh, who is now one of my best friends, Chris. Um, he is he went to school with Candace, and now I'm friends um, with Candace. Um, so I watch Potomac religiously. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Shout out to the Bassets. I am Team Bassett all day long. So, yeah. So we're gonna be bonding throughout this season, apparently. Good. Good. <laughs> What was the first porn you ever watched? Um, it was probably the the first thing that pops into mind, honestly, is this um porn star uh who is actually a straight porn star named Rocco Sofredi. Mm. And he but the reason why he stands out to me because um, number one, the gay porn that uh, was around when I was growing up was all very like hairless white men um, that had um, no foreskin, so it was hard to like be like, wait, I don't see myself. Self, um, right? Um, but um, 
not not that Rocco Stefetti looks anything like me, but what drew me in was that he would always have three ways with other men. Mm. So he would be like touching, uh, like not sexually, but like literally like dicks, uh, you know, double penetrating women. Mm-hmm. And just that closeness, the proximity to men but touching each other, but not really touching each other was like a huge turn on. Nice. Yeah. There's like a documentary about his his career on some platform, I'm sure, um, that I watched. It was very interesting. Probably uh, Tubi. Yeah. He's he's very, um, he's, he's interesting. He's like from, um, he's European. He's from some European country, but it wasn't even, he's not even that attractive. Send that to me. I love a good documentary. So I yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. I think it's called Sifredi, his last name. Um, but he, um, it, it was more the the idea of the proximity of two men um, doing something that they really weren't supposed to. Right. Yeah. So did porn influence your sexual interest or did your sexual influence or did your sexual influence your sexual interest influence your porn choices um i think it started with that idea that i just mentioned like i um it was always more looking for stuff that um that what i would see that i i would think that's not supposed to be happening mm-hmm. you know like um also uh, i like Honestly, I straight uh, porn where someone's getting cummed inside turns mm-hmm. me. It, it could be a guy or a girl, mm-hmm. but on that same note, um, women who squirt really turn me on. But okay. do I like sex with women? No, and and that has to do with the psychological repercussions of of me having sex with women in regards to like them, um, uh, me having to explain my queerness to a, an actual cisgender straight woman. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But, but um, I, I think it's just kind of like yes and no answer to that. Um, mm-hmm. and 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 yes to both and no to both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it was kind of like, um, they Chicken kind of, the egg. yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of influenced each other. They kind of didn't, but um, I think mostly trial and error. I was never afraid to engage, like. Mm-hmm in real life i think people oftentimes go to porn and live that fantasy of just watching porn and never actually um do anything with anybody yeah how much did that thought process of being somewhat reluctant or afraid to explain your queerness to a cisgender woman how much did that influence your preferential work when it came to you doing porn versus actually having sex with women in real life like were you more 
more comfortable doing it in scenes but not in real life because of that or did it influence it at all um well i've never done actual porn with women nice yeah no i've never done uh, straight porn um was that the reason no i i just don't i i'm i'm i mean i i, I hope it's okay a lot of people um find um you're I mean, in a safe space there are okay, no wrong so answers I, there Okay, so I, 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 I'm a faggot and I enjoy being a faggot and I, I just don't Work. know if that um, being a, with a woman um, would impede on my faggotry. Um, I'm not opposed to it, but I mean, if I've, I feel like that there's a lot of very progressive women nowadays that like kind of act like faggots. So if I ever found a woman like that, I would be comfortable. Not to mention like I have had very strong feelings in the past couple years for a trans woman Mm -hmm. um and um maneuvering that and 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 being uh very um cautious on my uh motives behind that um has been something very new um that no longer is a thing but um but yeah i did have um strong feelings in the last um couple years for a trans woman very nice so yeah. it's more so been less about being willing or open to do it it's more so about finding the woman that's properly willing to, to curate the experience yeah because you know i'm 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 a faggot <laughs> that's fair yeah and that works yeah it's children yeah and I think that those two things don't necessarily have to be mutually exclusive because I no. think like you can appreciate the visual appeal of seeing a woman squirt while still because enjoying I, being fucked in the ass. Do but, you want to say? No, yeah, because I know I know women who watch gay porn who feel so many women. You know what I mean? So um, it, it's the same thing. It's like you know, I, I, it's okay for me to watch them because um, I don't really like you know. I don't. I. I think. I, I. find women beautiful. Um. I. 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 In my designs. I. I uh, my whole career, before I started Banks, was making um, women's clothing. Um, with other designers that I worked for. Um. So I have always had a an artistic appreciation for women beauty, mm-hmm. um, and that also trickles into sexuality and have women turned me on yes but are they what ultimately turns me on probably not hey let's dive into banks for a second i was gonna ask do you have like what i like to call the the versace approach to designing clothes whereas it's based on the sexuality of the individual that's going to be wearing it like you want a person to feel sexually empowered when wearing the clothes and that uh, is um yeah so there's no sexuality when it comes to um the, it, so there's no sex involved with the designing process for me it's more um sexuality so that does that make sense yeah so so sex positivity for me does not equal overt sex mm-hmm sex positivity is a mood it's a vibe um it's um it's wearing your favorite article of clothing um buying a new article of clothing um your favorite skincare your your you know 
getting a mani-pedi, like all those things are sex positive for me because they, they attribute to your overall um, uh, uh, appearance of what you want to um, project to the world for that day or that week or whatever, you know, you choose. But there is no actual sex. Um, and so my collection is very gender fluid and um, any article of clothing can be worn by by um, any gender or genderless individual. Thank you for that. Because as somebody who is trans femme as well as nutois, which is gender neutral, but transitioning to an androgynous space versus to a new binary. Yes. Um, I have a hard time finding genuinely gender neutral clothing that isn't like athleisure loungewear right um things of that nature like i have time like like i have a genuinely hard time finding actual like garments and pieces that actually have designs in it or like a thought process people love my shirt dress um yes for that reason um i'm gonna be making it again in the next collection but in a different um fabric um because it has you know the doll the dolman sleeve and the slits down the side and you could tuck it in you could leave it tucked out you could wear it with pants underneath you could wear it with nothing underneath you could wear it with the thong underneath um love versatility darling yes and and you can belt it and you can tie it on the side and like it's just it's, it's very versatile um piece of clothing um and i love the shirt dress um even my um boyfriend bomber jacket like oh i think i'm gonna um uh, i'm definitely gonna do it again i'm gonna do it in a different fabric um and or in a different color leather i don't i don't know yet but um it's such a fun piece because it's um the way that it drapes um it just it looks very um very uh uh it makes for a good accent with anything that you already have on you just put it on over you or you can put it on completely like it's 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 such a pretty pretty um uh, bomber that i that i made i absolutely love it and i'm waiting for you to bring them back because i completely stalked all of your your pages to prepare for this interview and i was like oh <laughs> yeah they, oh they, she designs the club oh they, she has fashion yeah, 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 yeah. And um, speaking of, so we just got renewed for season two and three of the show. Congratulations! And um, I will be doing a show, um, a fashion show with fashions. Work. <laughs> with a working uh, website. With a working website, which it's already working. It's been working, and. Um, um, yeah, and I'll Just be showing sure the kids know, honey. She has yeah. fashions and she has a website. She is technologically sound. Right, and and no embroidery or logos. <laughs> they don't come from Sheen or no. AliExpress. No, 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 no. Words. <laughs> these are real clothes, honey. Real pieces. Yeah. These, these are fashions, honey. This is not an online boutique. No, know the difference, children. Yes. How long have you been designing? 
Um, since I was a kid, my mom was a seamstress and she had an industrial sewing machine at the house because she, she would bring she would bring work home and I would always she tell me not to fuck with it, but I was always fucking with it. So of course, um, draping is um, my my artistry like that's my thing like i love to drape and i worked for um catherine malandrino michael costello um, lovely and helped with many aspects of um their um design process but i um yeah i've always been very very in my element when i'm designing and i'm very excited to do this and to do it for the show was playing in your mom's garments like the was was that one of the first times you got to express your femininity per se or is it just the elements of fashion that just allow you to be creative in a different way uh well no i mean i my femininity was out the box like I omnipresent I, yeah I don't think it's ever not been I was unapologetically queer and I was raised by uh, until she passed when I was 14 but she was a single mother and she was a very feminine woman and even though she did not like the way that I acted I mean she's the only one that raised me so and she was my everything I unbeknownst you know acted like her and yeah I was always very very feminine um and if you know me you know that I don't shy away from my femininity but I've just grown into being who I am and people often categorize me with the word masculine but it's not something that I've ever referred to myself as ever I can relate to that as somebody who's trans. Um, I think when you hear the word transgender, you automatically think in binaries, or yes. most people do. Yes. And so when people hear that I'm trans femme, they, they automatically think that I am going from male to female, completely female, and I'm supposed to be hyper-feminine right. by proxy of that. Right. I'm a tomboy, right? Yes that's beautiful and that that's a thing and that's that's do you do you follow um vanille no um put me on yeah i'll 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 message you um uh she they um um i i don't want to mess up their pronouns um they um they uh um they live in Brooklyn and they're very much like, you know, I don't need to talk. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy serving this stunning face and putting on pants and not worrying about what you see down there because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I, I already agree with her. I've never had a dysphoria about having a penis because... Yeah. And there's people that aren't, but I think that that you're right, that there's oftentimes, I mean, I I can't speak from personal experience, but from what I've gathered, a lot of trans individuals either, you know, they spend their whole time talking because they don't want to, they want to present this like, you know, space down there of like not having a bulge and because they've, they have- This illusion. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can't, again, I can't speak for them, but from what I've gathered, there's oftentimes this, like, need to um, present down there. Yeah. yeah. Which makes perfect sense. And I mean, no, it's it perfectly does. valid. It does. Um, I just think for me, my personal story is up until I started puberty, I was under the assumption that I was intersex. And so I just thought that I was just a woman who was born with a penis and would just grow boobs during during puberty. Right. Okay. I turned 14 and then cue dysphoria. But, right. um, you know, that is what it is. Yeah. How do you feel about the mainstreaming of sex work through avenues like OnlyFans and now your new show, X-Rated? Um, I'm, I'm, well, the producers of my show are queer and, um, and are very, um, uh, they're very sensitive and are, um, empathetic to, um, our stories and, and making sure that they come across, uh, genuine, um, uh, even though it is, you know, a lot of fun and drama and stuff like that, like, I think if you really pay attention, you can see us as individuals. Um, if we choose to portray that, I mean, I, I don't know about the other guys and what they're trying to portray, but like, I think that there's been moments in my character where, you know, I have, you know, questioned why I'm acting the way I'm acting and, and as normal people, sh- you know, or not normal, but as... Um, I would do in my regular life um, so I'm grateful that they have showcased that and it's just not like no all we want is drama you're not a person <laughs> um, yeah so um, but like OnlyFans doesn't care about the community they just care about money and they've um, showcased that over and over you know when they were like oh no more you know no more videos. 24 hours later. Uh, and then 24 Ah, just kidding. Like, you know, because uh, they knew who was making them money. And right. these actors are not the ones that are making them money. Very much so. Yeah. Do you have a preference on scene work versus independent sex work? Um, no. I'm pretty, I've gotten very comfortable with uh, um, all of it. Mm-hmm. I know my boundaries and but um individual sex work like um you know escorting stuff I haven't really done much of it I, I have clients that I've had for years that message me once in a while that I see but I don't take on new clients lately I don't have to like I, I've been very um blessed to have um booked gigs um and within our community with um coincided with the, a lot of the drag performers um, because I've I grew up with them and so um, I have that same kind of like approach when it comes to like uh, emceeing and stuff and so um, all these uh, venues have seen that and so they hire me to, to co-host with them and I make money that way well cheers to being booked and blessed yeah I love that what is the ultimate goal for joining reality TV? Like, where do you want it to affect the brand the most? Do you want all the businesses to be affected equally? Is there one thing that you want to focus on? Um, I think uh, 
the fashion for sure mm. i want i want people to start um noticing um my artistry and it, it's hard it's hard to do that um like i stopped posting about my fashion stuff in my twitter because that's not what they signed up for and mm. i and i need to respect that but like you know this platform is completely different and we've gotten away with not i think i have my shirt off maybe once or twice in the show mm. so it's not hypersexual so we've been able to pull off being sexy without being hypersexual in the show which is glorious yeah so and people like it i love that personally because i love that like oh it's about porn stars but it's just but it's about the lives of porn stars it's not about porn right yeah and also like yeah i people love what i wear and they want to see me they're always complimenting even if i'm just wearing gym stuff they're like oh you look so chic and i'm like i literally cut these pants from like uh they were sleeping pants and i was like oh these are really soft material it'd be fun to wear at the gym and i just cut them and now people are like where do you get those shorts i'm like uh they're sleeping pants anyway Do you kind of feel like Regina George when Janice cut the holes in her nips and then Always. she just wore it and then it turned into a thing? I'm like, eh. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is cool. And it's funny because the first time I cut short, um, my, I always get two pairs of something every time I like it. And the first one I cut, I cut it really short. So I'm like at the gym and everything's falling out. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but That's then, re-advertising. Uh, Right, and then um, the second pair got cut properly. <laughs> well, trial and error. Yeah. Hi, Buster. Hi, Buster. Is that a baby? Is that a puppy? Kitty? It's Buster, yeah. Hi, baby. Hi, kiddo. Hi. Buster makes a cameo in the show. I love pets. We yeah. do pets here. Most of the time on my podcast, you can hear my dog sleeping on the floor of my car because we're like <laughs> emotional support for each other. Amazing. <laughs> so Buster is always welcome. Yes, Buster is the best. Can you describe the challenges or benefits you face as a person of color in the porn industry? Oh, baby. <laughs> um, I mean... At the beginning, I'm very grateful to have been ushered into this industry. I think, again, it had a lot to do with my um, my non... I, I, I didn't accept anything less than what I saw my Caucasian counterparts just being handed to. So, like when the big porn company was like come work for us i was like okay but you i need to be on the cover as well so you need to promise me all these covers just like all these white men get on the covers and um uh i saw that you did this for previous um uh porn porn personalities like and they're like well that had a lot to do with them and i was like don't worry about me i will get you in the New York Times and and all the stuff that I was capable of doing in my first year 
winning all those Caucasian awards, um, snatching them, and um, because I wasn't going to do, I started doing porn at the age of 33. I wasn't going to do it and not create a huge tidal wave. Right. It just didn't make sense. Um, You were coming with a purpose from day one. Yeah, and so I, um, but it it was hard because number one, other people of color were not very nice because there was another person of color coming in to take up space. Um, And, um, you know, Caucasians want to be the center of attention. (laughs) And when someone comes and takes that attention, they get upset as well. So it, it was constant struggle. It's a constant struggle to just see um, new content creators show up and then have um, do half the work that I do and get four times more of the following and or notoriety in like a small amount of time just because they're the standard of beauty in other people, uh, the majority of the of queer um, eyes. Um, but I have I haven't mentally let that affect me because okay. if, I, if I did I would obviously crawl under a rock and die but um, right. you know I I work hard and I've also created space for when new um, people of color come into the industry I, I welcome them um, as much as I can if I you know I, I, I can't be following everyone and I I, I'm not on social media searching, but if I come across someone, I I follow them and um, I retweet them and I like their content um, because they're they're the ones that need the likes and the follows. The Caucasians are going to be fine. You are absolutely right. As I tend to say, and nobody is dared to give me smoke about this. I tend to tell white people that this ain't your damn business. <laughs> A lot. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, there are just some matters where I'm talking strictly to people of color, and I think that if you don't understand what I'm saying, this ain't your damn thing. No, do you you listen to The Read? I've listened to The Read for years. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've listened to it for a few years now, too, and... um, Shout out to them. Yeah, they're fucking phenomenal. Um, uh, So last episode... (laughs) Um, they got a fan letter from this guy in Boston who's um, uh, uh, of Latin descent and he has a boyfriend who's Caucasian and he was just really perturbed at the fact that um, yes, Boston is very Caucasian but like how he's he's um, uh, in his 30s and he's never had like friends that are of color. And and he's like, I hung out with my with my um, boyfriend's friends, and they're really nice and everything. But like, how is it that they don't see that there's no diversity in their friend group? Right. <laughs> and Kid Theory and Crystal just like giggled, and they're like, because they're privileged. <laughs> <laughs> They've never had to. The, the they, why yeah, would they have to think about exactly, diversity? They exactly. never had to. 
Yeah, and then, like, because... They've never walking. needed it before. Right, and if at this point, at the age of 32, he hasn't diversified, he's probably not going to. So you either have to live with it or introduce it um, and see how it goes, you know? But Crystal's like, I cannot imagine introducing a white person to my friend group. Um, it would just be so odd she's like I, I have a handful of white friends and um I like it like that yeah <laughs> everything ain't for everybody but to think that somebody can grow and change and learn new things just because they're in their 30s like listen I'm 31 like yeah. I feel like I'm gonna be changing until I'm 200 no yeah and and I and I you know I I I agree and disagree with what Crystal is saying, but um, but when it comes to me, like I had to, um, I grew up thinking that standard of beauty, uh, the standard of beauty didn't even look like me. So I, through therapy, I had to unlearn a lot of shit in order to realize that I, 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 I am my standard of beauty. And um, See, that's why I want to have different people of color on my podcast because as a black person. I truly grew up with a lot of representation. Like, I hear, like, a lot of people in the generation before me saying that they didn't see themselves on TV and so that, like, all they had was the Cosby show. I grew up in the 90s. Yeah. Where all I had was black TV. Right, right, All I saw was rappers. Rappers were everywhere. Rappers taking over. R&B was the D-Lo. Like, it was, like... So I did, so I grew up with a completely different experience when it specifically comes to representation. And then I hear these stories about different people of color, like like Hispanic people. And mind you, I'm Panamanian, right? Half Panamanian and half black. Yeah. But my full-blooded Panamanian mother raised me as a black kid. Right. She didn't raise me with, with Panamanian culture. So I'm just learning about my Hispanic side in my 30s. Right. No, yeah. Crazy. So it's 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 interesting, but even the, like then, babe, like that the the majority of things that were imposed to us as queers, like we did grow up. Like I grew up only loving um, R and B, hip hop, and rap music. Like my Mary J. Blige, um, Andy, Monica. Um, yeah, '90s music was was definitely um, even. I mean, you know, so obscure as like Total and um, ah. and um, uh, Brown um, uh, Brownstone. Brownstone, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, uh, even going back as Tevin Campbell and like I, you know, yeah. And then so all those things I, I did, but then you would see these stories. And they and or these TV shows and someone always ended up with a Caucasian or, yeah. or you know what I mean. But and none of them told. Uh, they told stories, but they didn't align with queerness. So you'd have At like, all. so you had you had like um, Sex in the City, which was you know very much aligned with what we like to see or whatever but then realizing like that this bitch really fucked up my perception of, of love 
Um, I mean, she didn't. We did. We allowed ourselves to think that way, obviously. But um, yeah. See, I can say that, but I more so feel like that about girlfriends. Because I, I have this thing in my life where people will tell me these shows that they watch growing up that have predominantly white cast, and I'll have a black version of that show that I was watching. Yeah, well, right. Up. And I, I watch girlfriends too, but girlfriends was less, a lot less queer than. Yes, one hundred percent. You know what I mean. That's where the representation lacked for me was I had less I had more representation in my blackness and almost no representation in my queerness. The only real representation that I had growing up was queer as folk. And there were no black people on queer as folk. Exactly. Except the ones that Brian Kenny was fucking. Right, but that's the thing, like uh, um so that's what I'm saying. So like I, I I loved girlfriends, but like it was so um hetero yeah it was so straight you know what i mean it was very hetero and 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 at least sex in the city had some semblance of queerness even though it was and at the end of the day just bullshit but and homophobic and transphobic and (laughs) all of those things all the phobics the, the closest thing that we got to queer representation of color in like a television form was like Noah's Ark in the <laughs> late two thousand, which horrible. was a complete fantasy, and we horrible. just grasped at the straws we were given. Yeah, Shout out to Patrick Ian e. Polk because it was a great show, but however, it was a complete fantasy. But we yeah. love to see it. And then I'm trying to think: were there any people of color on like shows like The A List back in the day? Oh my god, no, no, those were all white men. Like, and that's what I'm A-list, saying, like... And the A-list could never... Are you kidding like, me? <laughs> listen. <laughs> I try never. to give credit where it's due, but I try not to dive too deep because y'all might not want my real opinion. <laughs> um, shout out to Mike Ruiz. But... Mm-hmm. Can you... Ooh? <laughs> I'll Keep leave that for offline. I... <laughs> I ain't gonna get messy on here. At least not no. about him. No, no, anyway. no, no, not at all. <laughs> Can you speak to the diversity that you were speaking to earlier about the about how you were received by people in the porn industry and how you know white people didn't want to be cast over by a person of color, but then within the sector of people of color in the industry they were also like wait a minute bitch we earned our spot you ain't gonna take us like like it, like like it was given very crabs in a barrel can yeah. you speak to that divisiveness within the people of color in the industry because i've experienced well, that a lot in the different things that i've done but right well they sad. they were they, they they've all assimilated to um to uh caucasianness like they there all can only be one yeah like like they've assimilated to it and um they were all nasty and uh you know i i I was only getting uh the things that i was getting because of my big dick like um it can't possibly be because i have an actual personality or a a personality over them um shout out to fetish to jason Either. Um, yeah, exactly. So it, the reality was um, 
they didn't expect uh, a person of color to come in and have an actual personality and, and not assimilate. Right. Or actually not to, not, not to say, think for themselves and not want to... Not to say that at my first year, like, I, I wasn't put in a box because I, I, I didn't know about porn. So I just kind of went along with stuff. But the minute I realized Learned what was... Them. Yeah, the minute I realized what was happening, like, I'm like, yeah, this isn't me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so things need to change. And obviously, that's when I started getting pushed back. And, but I didn't let up. Did any of those things cause any apprehension when you were deciding whether or not to join and create it? Uh, yes and no, because I, I again, I'm not, um, I'm not a pushover, so I, I, I was definitely, and I think they knew that, um, you know, because they sold this show with me in mind. Mm-hmm. The producers were like, Boomer is a non-negotiable, like, we really want him. Um, nice. And um, so they yeah, had me, the producers. Yeah, they had me in mind, and um, and I I just knew that talking to them right off the back, they were not going to um, misrepresent me. Cool. When did you learn to separate sex from emotion, at least in the context of your work? It's it's a it's a daily um, uh, learning experience, baby. I appreciate the honesty of that answer. Yeah, it's a daily learning experience. And because now it's like I'm I'm open to dating now, you know? And 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 my my personal life has been such a um so so private. Like when people when I tell people that I was married, a lot of people don't realize that I was married. Um in the show, um uh I have an ex and um people didn't even know I had an ex. Like this I, I don't share my personal life. You did. <laughs> like, yes, um, I'm a person. But a also, person. but also, like, people. It's not even that. It's it's more like you dated and you didn't share it with us. That's you, what it is. It's like, why do I have to shit? Like, of course I've dated. I, I just didn't tell you bitches about it. Right. They're like, you didn't post about your boyfriend every waking moment on your Instagram and how happy you are and how committed you are and how, um, what is it, happily partnered, um, committed. <laughs> um, how uh, consciously coupled you are. Yeah. Like, oh, I haven't heard that one. That one's cute. That one's, that, that, that word salad is cute. <laughs> well, I'll give that one to Gwyneth Paltrow because when her and her husband decided to divorce, they they said they decided to consciously uncouple. That's hard. and I was like, wow. Yeah, it sounds pretty Caucasian. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's very wow. Yeah. That's very vegan. That's very goop. <laughs> it's very goop, girl. It's very gooped, she, go- she gooped us. She, <laughs> she gooped us hard, bitch. I was like go- consciously uncoupled. She gooped oh, and gagged us. She, she gooped okay. and gagged us. <laughs> she don't want to tell her damn children that she getting divorced. Okay, uh, so she gonna make us try to believe the bullshit. Let's move on from Gwyneth, child. <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> Does that make relationships easier or harder in your field? Uh, um. It, I don't know yet. I've only been open and 
I find it hard for me to, um, because I'm so self-sufficient, to uh, let my guard down and be like, okay, I'll get to know this person, because the minute, like, something, a challenge presents itself, I'm just, I'm very discouraged, and I'm like, okay. Like, for example, I was supposed to see someone, and they're like, well, I wanted to finalize plans, because I have um, a... I was asked to go dinner with one of my friends and I quickly said, go to, go to dinner with your friend. Mm. Instead of being like, oh, I really want to see, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause I, yeah. I'd rather just stay home with my dog. <laughs> I completely get what you mean. I'm reclusive and like mildly agoraphobic. So I would <laughs> rather stay home with my three dogs than be around people. Yeah. So I completely get that line of thinking. It's like, you want to, but you don't have the motivation because you have something because you you enjoy your own company more. Well, I'm and I'm just like my routine and and, and if someone impedes on that, like, but you I gotta just, be a hell of a lot better than my own company. Yeah, and, I completely understand that. And I don't need anyone. You know, I I I, I pay my own bills. I yeah. I love that for you. Work, you independent woman. All the women who independent, throw your yeah. hands up at me. Yeah. Okay. How do you do relationships? Like, uh, are, like, like, how do you I feel like you'll approach? I don't. Well, like, now that you're open to them, do you feel like you'll be monogamous, polyamorous? Do you feel like you'll oh, be casual? I, I def- no, I'm definitely... Um... I'm I'm not polyamorous. I don't want a harem of men, but I I, I know I exhibit polyamorous. Um, yes. You're not a fuck boy, but you crush a lot. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I do. I just. But I. There's always going to be that. I, and people know this. Whoever I've dated or and or been with. Um, they know now. I I I'm very I'm loyal. I'm loyal and integrity means a lot to me so um, they know that they're number one right I love that so it is very like primary ed it's no, very there like is, there is a pri- ed. It's like there's a primary and then yeah. then whoever else is out there they know where they stand and it is what it is yeah exactly very key now this is another chicken or the egg question okay what has being in porn done for your self-confidence? Did you gain it from being in porn or did you go into porn with the self-confidence? I think I went into porn with the self-confidence. I um, Work. I was homeless on the streets. I know what it feels like to actually be hungry. Mm-hmm. I know, like, not just like, oh, hey girl, I'm hungry, let's go get something. Like, literally not yeah. knowing when my next meal is coming. Um and just like gut-wrenchingly hungry so and i've had to deal with um an hiv diagnosis a full-blown sorry let me rephrase that a full-blown aids diagnosis at the age of 21 um uh, a drug addiction like a very intense drug addiction um in my early 20s and so um uh i think the confidence came out of necessity. 
because no one else was going to be there for me but me. I understand that so fucking much. Ooh, ooh, that just hit me, child. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on, let me collect my stuff. Ooh, child, I need a candid triangle. And so, and so, when people ooh, like, me. like say like, "Oh, you're intimidating," like I'm not intimidating. You're, I'm not intimidating. You're intimidated. Right. That. That. I, I need. I, I. I am just. I, I, I come from a time where I had to fend for myself. You know, I, I, I didn't grow up with glee and and that kind of ridiculousness. I, I grew up there with. There was a time where this confidence was survival too. Well, I, I grew up with watching my my queers die off. Right. Yeah. My 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 gay dads that were supposed to teach me how to be. A faggot died because disproportionately men of color suffered from the AIDS crisis exactly. and continued to, and continue to. My condolences to both of them. Yeah. Ooh. Moment of silence. <laughs> okay. Have you noticed a change in your average rate of recognizability you receive solely in porn versus now being on television? Um, I haven't noticed it yet. You know, it's um, Out TV is a very small network, but I, 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 I do notice it, and it's and it's cute. And I, I have a weird relationship with the, the word celebrity and fame. Um, I'm very humble to it, and. I don't being gamous as opposed to famous is two different things. Very much so. Um, so um, I I I don't let it go to my head. Work. Did the casting of the show primarily happen through you all's connection to Flesh Jack? Um, that was kind of. I think that was an accident. Because I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, that was an is accident. This why we're all here? Like, is yeah. this a flashback project? Like, what happened? No, I think it was that was an accident. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, but okay. it, it's amazing. Yeah, it's so funny. I had I had them send me um, their flesh tracks and dildos, and I'm gonna do this whole series where like, um, uh, where I'm, I'm like, I'm here. To sit, I'm sitting here with the cast of the show. <laughs> <Word>. <laughs> Um, and or I think for like OnlyFans, I'm gonna do like how good do I know my cast members, <laughs> and, blind, <laughs> and blindfold myself and like be like mm, that penis is. <laughs> that so brilliant. Please let me know when that's going up. I yeah, am yeah, tuning I will. in I will. I have expeditiously. I have to do it. I have to do it. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. Well, since Flesh Jack can't be responsible for the for the casting of this show, how did you all come together? Um, the producers, they 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 um, one of the producers um is close friends with Joey, and um the other, the both of them really wanted me on the show, and then um, uh, Max is in New York, and they brought in Dante from Los Angeles to come and um be a part of the show. Nice. But there's going to be a cast change. 
Man. Are you allowed to speak about that, or are you just telling us to be prepared and wait and see? Be prepared and wait and see. Yeah, All right. Y'all got <laughs> season two and three, so a whole lot, a whole lot, a whole lot of things are getting ready to happen. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what's going on. Fashions That's with it. actual fashions. Uh... Fashions with actual factions. New faces. <laughs> new yeah. energy. Yeah. 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 Probably new budget work. Yes. Speaking of flesh, black flesh, Jack. Excuse yes. me. How did you become a part of their brand? Um. So they apparently had always wanted me, and then um, I signed with the last um, porn company that I worked for, Cocky Boys. And I guess Cocky Boys had always been reaching out to them about doing stuff and um, both aligned. And then they're like, oh, you guys signed Boomer. Like, we would love to start a whole thing with uh, you guys and Boomer and uh, whoever else, a couple other boys. So that's how that started. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Do you get to choose what toys you produce, or do they come with well, an idea? And well, the toys that are produced are only like it was the, the flesh jack, the flesh light looking thing, which is what the um, the founder of the company um, um, made, developed um, years ago, um, because his wife got pregnant and he couldn't have sex with her, so he made this toy that he used while his wife was. Um, unable to have sex and um and then he saw that there was a gay market so he made you know gay toys um fleshlights and called them flesh jacks and then they're like oh well the you know boys have penises and so let's do some dildos that came about so it's only those two i'm one of the only two maybe three that also has his lips done So I'm like a Mr. Potato Head. You can put me together. Rearrange the parts. <laughs> yes. <I love> that. <laughs> yeah. So What's been fun. the reception? Oh, sorry. What? No, I so said that's fun. It is. I, I love all of that for you. What's been the reception of the industry and your colleagues to the show? Um. <laughs> Oh, not a tea gold. Wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure a lot of them. Ha- I've, I've I've seen some comments, and they all have. Um, I don't know. I don't think. I I honestly don't know. Honestly, don't know. I I don't think there's been a, a overtly negative because it's like you see it and you're like, this is fucking stupid and funny. Um. There's no reason to come at it or even bother. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's just silly type of TV. It's not like I'm trying to create or we're trying to create any sort of groundbreaking um, television. It's we're, 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 we're following a formula that Housewives follows um, just to create queer content. That's all. Right. And, and in all reality it's a queer person who created um, the formula you know Andy Cohen created the formulas for all this so there. you know what I mean it all leads back to Andresha Cohen I 
<laughs> he's very sweet to me. He's, he's always been very nice to me. I haven't shared that, I, that the show. I don't want to be like, hey, look, I have my own. Like, if it ever comes, bring up, me on. Watch what happens live. Right? No, no, no. I don't know. Um, he always invites me to go. Candace always. I always go when Candace is there. Well, I'll uh, say it for you, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. No, but like, but I run into him a lot when he's walking the baby or the dog. Um, um, so if I, I haven't run into him lately, but it usually happens over the winter because we're like more home. and um, So I'll probably run into him and I'll just share with him, but I haven't been able to share with him since the show. Well, I'll yeah. say it so you don't have to, so you don't have to feel a type of way. Andrew, do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Get a girl's a Friday night, bring them home. <laughs> He's a, he's a, the episode, do what's right. He's always been very two and three to promote now. Right. He's always been very sweet. Good, good. Yeah. Which means he's gonna do what's right. And if he does, <laughs> text me and let me know. I will. <laughs> what do you want to bring to the porn space versus the television space? Um, I think I, I am bringing it. I mean, I, I've... Porn stars died with supermodels. Like, there's no more right. porn stars. Um, I think that I am... I want to be recognized as boomer. Because you say supermodels and then you're lumped into this whole thing. But also, supermodels in their own right, like, they... You all know knew their names. Mm-hmm. Naomi Campbell, Chrissy Turlington, uh, Cindy Crawford, Linda Evangelista. Like I, I want to bring to the space, you know, or leave having people known who Boomer Banks is. How did you come up with the name Boomer Banks? <laughs> I stole it for some chump. <laughs> Shout out to him. He's not a chump. He's very sweet, actually. No, let me rephrase. So the reason why I, I stole it was because he, him and I had a bit of a tiff, and it was his Instagram name. It wasn't his actual name. And I even asked him, I was like, do you do porn? And he's like, oh, I can never do that. My mom would kill me. He's from Australia, and a boomer in Australia is actually a kangaroo. Um, and later I found out boomer in the States is a college. Um, right. Or... Uh... Or uh, flirt for older people. Right, right, that. But um, so then, um, and also now, um, what's the uh, Olympic swimmer's name? Um, oh God, uh, the I Caucasian, the Caucasian, Phelps, Phelps, Michael Phelps named his Michael kid. Phelps. He named his kid Boomer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's Do you funny. think there's any connection? No. <laughs> and please don't connect me to a child. I don't. I'm good. <laughs> Listen. Um, but um, but with uh, Adam uh, Levine out here showing his ass down to the DMs, you never right, know. Right, right, just, right. You know, you could have been the first, but you know. But anyway, but not so, necessarily to say you would want to claim that. But right. I'm just saying, that's crazy. How did you I, feel um, your first season went? Um, it was crunchy. <laughs> oh. She in was what crunchy. way? 
Um, I was having um, uh, imposter syndrome, so I don't think you guys fully saw um, um, the full boomer bangs is a Gemini experience. You're a Gemini? Oh, yeah. My husband is a Gemini. Okay. <laughs> then you know. I know very well. So I was, ha- I was, ha- part of me was having imposter syndrome, not understanding like what they needed or, or the energy. And like, it came off great, but that I was being crunchy and, or, um, reserved. Now I've, I'm excited because I know my producers, I love them. They're two of my best friends now. And the next season is just, yeah, it's going to be cunt. Yeah. What's been your biggest takeaway from filming a television show versus filming porn? Um, th- there's not too much of a difference. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a performance. If you're doing porn properly, it's a performance. Mm-hmm. If you think you're well, entering the porn, like approaching it from a hookup aspect, you're going to fail miserably. So, just remember, a lot of times you're going to have to show up and perform. It's all acting, darling. Yeah. Has this experience made you, as a cast, closer or even more divided? Oh, as a cast? <laughs> um, uh, well, stay tuned. Um, apparently, <laughs> apparently, it's made me closer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And apparently we should stay tuned to see to who. Yes. Got it. Okay. So because actually my I, I I from the get-go I was like I, I do not want to have a romantic storyline. That's not what I want, but like but I know that going into this next season it's going to be hilarious for me to have this little um, rendezvous, so <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> wow. Oh. Yeah. Well, y'all, well, y'all, well, well, you may have heard it here first. I, I don't know, but I'm going to claim it exclusive. <laughs> stay tuned. Yeah. Because Boomer got some things going on around that yeah. apartment, okay? Yeah. Stay tuned. Now, can I ask you just a couple questions about this season specifically before we go? Do you have enough time? Yeah, what's up? How friendly was this group prior to filming? Um, they're friendly. Friendly. So y'all like knew of each other, y'all casually hung out, stuff like that. Um the only one. Or as Cynthia Bailey would say, y'all are still getting to know each other. (laughs) Um me and Max casually hung out before, but the other two we were casually getting to know each other. Got you, got you, got you. Do you say things knowing how shocking they're gonna be, or do you think they sound differently in your mind? Baby, you 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 married to a Gemini. You know that we say things. Just... Well, when I wrote the question, I didn't ask. I, I didn't know you were a Gemini. But when you said it, I was like, this question has immediately become redundant. But for the people. <laughs> 
this question has immediately become redundant. But for the people who don't know Gemini's, like I know Gemini's. Uh, there, there was a meme the other day that said um, something like, if a Gemini approaches the conversation um, with, um, what was it? It was something about like, um, um, the fact of the matter is, or something like that, like, that they've literally looked up their facts and you are about to be read. <laughs> right. Like, if, if a Gemini comes in the conversation, they're coming with Monique Spider. <laughs> Point blank. No, <laughs> not Monique's binder. I don't like Monique. <laughs> I, listen, okay, I stand listen, her, but we will listen, get into that. I, 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 I stand Monique's binder. I don't stand Monique. I stand Monique. I do, but I, but that's a whole di- different story. I still love you, even if you don't like her. <laughs> but like, I just yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I I get it. I completely get it now. So shout out to all the Gemini's. God bless all y'all. <laughs> and Poppy, I love you. Um, <clears throat> Do you think Joey Mills would understand your point about POC treatment in the industry? Um, I don't think any Caucasian is ever going to be able to understand us. Okay. Yeah. It just is what it is. That's fair. Did, Did you ever explain Joey's privilege to him in that scene outside of the photo shoot? (laughs) <laughs> I think he knows. I think he was putting on the Ritz for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not see, this is, see, this is why I... Well, I'm not going to say that I... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that had I been in the scene, yeah. that conversation would have turned into an Ebony K. Williams type of conversation real quick. Like, that conversation that you had with Max, I would have had that conversation with Joey standing right side of my like, whoa, 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 privilege, hold on. Right. But he's he's never gonna, he's never gonna get the references, even if he does his research, because he's not a person of color. But see, at that point, that's when I click out of this conversation and immediately start thinking as a producer. And I'm like, but see, the audience needs to hear this message. So even if he doesn't understand, somebody in the audience will. Or somebody in the audience will see this and relate to exactly what I'm saying and then relate the message to him from another perspective. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also a Virgo, so I overthink everything. So that's just where that comes from. Oh, come through, Virgo's groove. Ew. My, Shout my, out to Mother Beyonce. My uh, my ex husband is a Virgo. Oh, are you too friendly? <laughs> oh, we're uh, we're a lot better friends than we were um, uh, husbands. <laughs> okay, that says a lot. That says a lot. That says a lot. Oh, right. <laughs> Cheers to you. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like it's like you got a Gemini that's like, these are my feelings. Feel them too. And then there's Gem- there's Virgos that are like, what are feelings? No. <laughs> no. Feelings? 
those those sound like fun feelings sound like fun i hope you have fun with those Can I trade them for emoji? What do you do with feeling? Literally, is that an anime? (laughs) Right, is that a game? What, is that a game on your phone? Tell me. Yeah, that, yeah, you're very accurate. Hey, Poppy, I love you. Okay. Was Joey not invited to Max's event at the Eagle? I don't remember Max bringing it up. He wasn't. He was not. He was not. Was there a reason for that? Uh, yeah, because what happened happened. <laughs> what happened at the photo shoot caused him not to be invited to the. Um, he was never. He was never. He was. It wasn't. He wasn't invited. It just. It wasn't. If there's. It's the eagle. Like you know, the eagle's not really a. That's not his thing. Yeah. Got it. Was there anyone else's? Whoa. I'll, I'll use the word seemingly, even though it seems more apparent than some would probably think. Was there anyone as seemingly hesitant as you were about Joey joining the cast? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I feel like I might have missed something somewhere. Why did you think Max was too thin? Why did I think that Max was what? Two Faced. What did I miss? Oh, I don't know. I think that was one of those crunchy moments where, like, we're trying to figure out our groove in this uh, world of TV. And I just threw that word out. Um, Got it. I think because he was just mentioned that I needed to, because. Max usually will tell me like hey what's going on like but he's talking to these people that I don't really have a relationship about me and our relationship so anyway yeah so you're figuring out that friendship dynamic you're you're on TV so you're already on high alert yeah so it's just like tensions are high and then word vomit was just like Bitch, you're yeah Ooh. completely yeah. get it yeah <laughs> now with that being said, once again, I think this question, once I found out you were a Gemini, became a little bit redundant. But I'm going to ask anyway, for the sake of people who don't know Gemini, shout out to the people who don't know their astrological charts, okay? Why do you think you got into it with everyone this season? Do you, do you think it's the flesh jack sale? Because you are the number one seller down to the flesh check, girl. Like, what, what's the team? Because like, every everyone needs to know. <laughs> like, uh oh, she said it's giving alien superstar, and it is what it is, bitch. I said what I said. <laughs> it's give, it's giving more move, bitch. Get out the way. <laughs> me and my girl. Me and my girl. No, it's. it's it's definitely a Beyonce move. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I took it all the way back and just started stomping on bitches. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the Virgo in me. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um. What do you define as bro energy? <laughs> that's one of those other like word vomit situations. Um. <laughs> 
I, they put they put Dante in there to to antagonize me because they know how I feel about um, uh, gay for pay individuals, and not to say that that's what Dante is, but that's all I knew of him at the beginning. So they put him in there just so that I can bring up my points in regards to you know my my queer spaces and 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 having people that don't identify as queer but Andre I mean Andre Dante is queer and um he's pansexual and yeah all that was learned after okay because I was like we didn't get to see any conversation of like y'all having that conversation like and I am one person who is willing to blame things on the editing because as somebody who edits videos yeah. I understand the power that editing holds. Yeah. And I think I think, I think that the that time after we went to the gym um to get or did yoga or whatever we did, that was supposed to be the moment. But like it just turned into like I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what the hell happened? Cause it was like, can we have a con- can we have a conversation? I don't like you. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what happened? What did he, what text message did this dude send? What happened? Yeah. No, it was just the fact that he was, um, he comes, he came to New York and he was, you know, staying at Max's and all of a sudden that's a thing. And it just was a bit like, but why are you here? I got you. Yeah. It was very much, you don't even go here. Yeah completely got it because watching the show back now can you well you you you've you've spoken to how you've learned that he's pansexual and that he is in fact actually queer and all of these things but looking back did, did you actually see for yourself after learning from Dante himself how your actions were kind of like at the base level but bi- bisexual erasure as um, presented on the show as um, presented on the show um like what they gave us to see is what right, I'm right. I, well um again I from what I had gathered he was gay for pay yes yeah and that was where I was coming from I had um do, having sex with a man doesn't automatically make you bisexual queer right 100% yeah. Because I was like, how is it he's saying in all of these confessionals and to other people, Dante, I'm saying, that he's like not straight and he's not this? Why is he not told Dante this yet? Like, why is he not told Boomer this yet? Excuse me. Why have they not sat down and had this actual conversation? And then when y'all well, do sit down at the gym, it was like, well, no. Stay I was tuned. Like, Whoa. Stay tuned. We learn in season two. <laughs> Shout out to Evolution, because I was it's, like, it's, it, it's did more they like, push y'all to have an argument? Like, what happened? I, it's, it's more like, you know that whole, like, when you're a kid and you hit someone because you like them? Got it. Say nothing else. We'll talk <laughs> offline. Say nothing else, cause I, because I am not going to get your storyline cut out due to spilling too much tea here. We can talk <laughs> offline. Anyway, uh, Oh, so, oh, well, my yeah. next question is, <laughs> me, okay, so I, oh, right, 
well, my next question once again has become immediately redundant. <laughs> but for the sake, but but for the sake of Gemini's and Virgos being slightly messy, I'm gonna go ahead and ask it and and just let you say say stay tuned. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What are your feelings on the romantic dynamic between Max and Dante, being that you didn't seem to believe in his interest in men at the time? That wasn't romance. You'll see romance in season two. Okay. So, um, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. You, you will see true. You will see true romance in season two. Well, I'll be one to say that that makes me so happy. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Because I was like, y'all bitches are sitting here arguing, and there is so much tension between you two. Yeah. And I guess I just understand what a Virgo, what, what, as a Virgo married to a Gemini, I just understand what a Gemini be given, even though I didn't know you were a Gemini at the time. Yeah. I knew what was uh, 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 okay, so I be knowing, right? Yeah. yeah. So my last question for you is: Did you ever figure out who Patrick Rosa is? <laughs> um, I don't know. That her. was pretty aggressive. I don't know her. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Do Do you watch SpongeBob? Of course. Um, uh, you know, Patrick Starr. I have a Gemini husband that only watches anime and, and cartoons. Yeah. I know them very well. So Patrick Starr, um, there's a picture of Patrick Starr wearing thigh-high boots and like uh, fishnets and um, uh, like, a, like a very dominatrix look. <laughs> I actually have that on my phone. Yeah, so I have, I have, I bought a shirt. <laughs> Um, and I sent it to them and I was like, I'm Patrick motherfucking star. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Like, oh, okay. That was a bit aggressive. Wait a minute. Did she think she was going to get a friend of contract? What's going on, mama? Why you, why you trying so hard? Who, like, why, like, why, how do you But also someone pointed out, like, um, um, someone pointed out. Um, that he said, I know who you are. And then when I said, who the fuck are you? And then he's like, who the fuck are you? And the guy's like, you just said he knew who you said, were. Right. Like, I was like, you just said you know him. And he's like, who the fuck are you? I was like, wait a minute. Do you know who you are? <laughs> no. Because it's given very confusion. So I take it we're not going to see him on season two. He might be uh, making a cameo. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, shout out to Joey Mills then, I guess. Oh well. Uh, thank you so much for sitting and speaking with me today. I had an amazing time talking to you. I learned from you. This was an impactful conversation. You almost thank made you. me cry. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the first to actually make me feel emotions while while doing this podcast. So congratulations on that. But even more importantly, congratulations on season two, season three, bringing back the fashion line. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm 
so excited to see it all. Let everybody know where they can find you, where where they can find the clothes, where they can find the show, but where they can find well, you. Well, in, in the season finale, I, um, um, I dress all the boys in my clothes, so you guys will get to see the clothes that I've right. made for my first show. And um, you can find... Um, there's, I mean, there's nothing on for sale because it's all sold out, but it's um, banks with two Ks, nyc.com. Um, and the, um, on uh, Instagram, it's uh, at banks, nyc. And um, uh, my Instagram is at bacon lover, bacon LVR. And you can find me on Twitter at uh, boomer underscore banks. And on TikTok, which I don't do much TikToking, but I should. Um, so maybe this will um, push me to do it. It's um, mm-hmm. just, um, at Boomer Banks. Wait. Um, yeah. And uh, um, yeah. Can we talk about the bacon lover really quick? Oh, so people, I don't, I don't think people fully um, I have to kind of explain. So bacon lover, um, you know, bringing home the bacon mm-hmm. money. Right. So it's initially i made it because of money lover mm-hmm. so but people are like oh you like bacon and i was like sure <laughs> sure because like did that happen around the time that like bacon suddenly became a fetish to me no america no no i i i i literally it, i the month that instagram came out i started my instagram and that it's always been bacon lvr that's fucking awesome shout out to having your original instagram account yeah yeah i, I don't think i'll ever change it because you know boomer's not always going to be you know the forefront of yeah i mean i don't know i don't know but yeah I that's just fair yeah i just wasn't going to change it and then also that other man had the boomer banks handle he doesn't have it no more but <laughs> well shout out to him nah, 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 nah. <laughs> anyway I will let you go. Thank you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. I will be sending you a message soon. Thank you so much, Thank you so much, baby. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, love. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, that was my conversation with Boomer Banks. I hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation just as much as I did and learned a little bit about porn and reality TV and how connected they actually can be, even though they seem polar opposite. Make sure you guys follow and subscribe to Boomer Banks everywhere and make sure you look out for his Banks clothing line coming in the near future and on season two of X-Rated NYC on Out TV. Make sure you guys go and catch up on the first season. The season finale just aired. And as you guys know, they're coming back for season two and three. So make sure you guys are all caught up and ready for all the continued drama and all the continued ever-changing cast dynamics. (laughs) Thank you again, Boomer, for coming on the pod. I really appreciate you, and I hope that you had a great time as well. Make sure you guys make sure you follow him. Anyway, with that being said, make sure you guys go to my social media, Real Reality Realness, hit the link in the pod, hit the link in the bio rather, and follow the pod on all of the streaming platforms. Make sure you follow me on social media, make sure you follow the pod, make sure you follow the sister pod, Housewives History, 
all the things that I need you to go and do, you can find it under the link in my bio, Cherie Laveau, or in the pod's bio, Real Reality Realness. So, with that being said, I appreciate all of you for being here. I am Cherie Laveau. This is Real Reality Realness. I love every single one of you from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Make sure you guys always be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. Until next time, love you, bye. Peace.